This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday the 26th of June. In your Squiz today, Russia's alarming weekend. Simon Crean passes away. PwC gets out of the government game. And the world's ugliest dogs. This is your Squiz today. If you were confused by the news out of Russia over the weekend, do not worry. (laughs) What happened there was actually confusing and wild and unfolded very, very quickly. Over Friday and Saturday, Moscow time, an armed uprising threatened Vladimir Putin's control over Russia before being shut down almost as quickly as it began. The man behind the attempted coup is Yevgeny Prigozhin. Yeah, Alex, Prigozhin is really a fascinating figure. As Mm. a young man, he spent 10 years in prison for robbery, and when he got out, he befriended a young, rising Vladimir Putin and... He then took on catering contracts within Russia's government and a lot happened in between, but that eventually led to him running a private mercenary army called the Wagner Group, which Mm. Squizzers might have recalled us mentioning a few times over the past six months. Now, Prigozhin's private army was responsible for doing a lot of Russia's dirty work around the world. And then in 2022, they, of course, became involved in Russia's invasion of Ukraine, They've been involved in the bloodiest battles of the war. One of those was the battle for Bakhmut in Ukraine's east, and this weekend's attempted coup has its roots in that battle. Yes, so during that battle, Prigozhin accused Russia's military leaders, in particular the Minister of Defence, Sergei Shogu, of treating his private army like cannon fodder and of not providing them with enough resources. Mm. So there was this simmering tension between the official army and the Wagner Group, And then this Friday just gone, Prigozhin released a video accusing the army of making up false pretenses for attacking Ukraine in the first place and of deceiving the Russian people. And that's really where things started to escalate. Mm. Russian authorities were instructed to arrest Prigozhin, but he and the Wagner group marched on a Russian military base in Rostov-on-Don. They took it over and then the next day, Saturday, Prigozhin began an armed advance to Moscow. Mm. Putin called Prigozhin's actions a stab in the back of our country and our people, but then by Saturday night local time, a deal had been struck between Putin and Prigozhin by the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko. That deal allowed the Wagner Group to retreat and Prigozhin could back down without bloodshed and then escape to Belarus. And this really is as wild as it sounds. Mm -hmm. According to experts who've been watching this situation closely, they say they just don't know what happens from here and whether the rebellion will help Ukraine to gain an advantage. So, Alice, even though there is no longer a private army heading towards Moscow, the turmoil in Russia is not over yet. The former Australian Labor Party leader Simon Crean has died at the age of 74 years old, Alice. 
Some listeners will be too young to remember Crean, but he was a big figure in the union movement and labour politics from the 80s until about a decade ago. Crean was the only labour politician to serve as a cabinet minister in the Hawke, Keating, Rudd and Gillard governments, and politics was really in his blood, Alex. His dad, Frank, was in Gough Whitlam's government. As for Crean Jr. though, he entered Parliament in 1990 and after Labor lost its third election in a row to the Coalition's John Howard, he became the opposition leader in 2001, but he lost that role to Mark Latham in 2003. He was criticised for not being a great communicator, but he was praised for his stance against Australia's participation in the war in Iraq. Crean ultimately left the parliament in 2013, and in recent times, he was on the board of transport company Lynn Fox. Overnight, he's been remembered by those from both the major parties as a huge contributor. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek said he was never afraid of fighting for what was right. And PM Anthony Albanese said he was a great servant of the labour movement and a wonderful human being. We heard on Friday morning that the Titan submersible and the five passengers on board met a terrible end. And now Canadian authorities are investigating how it happened and who is to blame. Yeah, that's right. Royal Canadian Mounted Police are looking at whether criminal, federal or provincial laws might have possibly been broken. Their officers have already boarded the Canadian flagged ship called the Polar Prince. That's the ship that the Titan sub was launched from last week. And the US Coast Guard and the Canadian Transportation Safety Bureau are also investigating the Titan's failure to hold up during that very deep dive to where the Titanic wreck sits. And Alice, on those five passengers, we have heard more from the families. Mm. Azmer Darwood was the sister of Shazada Darwood, who died in the submersible along with his 19-year-old son, Suleiman. Azmer said that her nephew was terrified about the trip, but wanted to go to please his dad. Alice, we've also been following the PwC story here on the podcast. They are the consultancy firm that have been in hot water ever since it was revealed they used confidential government information Mm -hmm. to help their multinational clients avoid paying Australian tax. Yep. So, Alex, PwC is a global firm, but it's really the Aussie arm of the business that's in the naughty corner over this. (laughs) So, the company's head office has flown in a new British chief executive. His name is Kevin Burrows, and he'll take over the operations in Oz. And... We also learned over the weekend that PwC's decided to sell off their state and federal government advisory business. That's the part of the firm that had the leaked confidential advice. Mm. And probably because of that, it's also the part of the firm that's perhaps understandably not getting much government work at this moment in time. (laughs) PwC says it's selling that part of the business to Allegro Funds, which is a private equity group, and they're scoring it for the low, low price of $1. (laughs) The chair of PwC's board, Justin Carroll, says the sale is the right thing to do for our public sector clients and to protect the jobs of the talented people in our government business. 
This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Alice, the cost of living crisis has apparently not hit everybody equally. (laughs) If you are someone with a pet traveling overseas and you want to take your dog or cat, they might not have to travel in the cargo hold. Yes, it's worth noting, Alex, that this is really for the very luckiest of furry friends, though. Mm. There's apparently now services that allow pets to fly on special chartered jets and they can sit in the cabin with their owners, which is very luxe indeed. Very, very. Very luxe indeed. And yes, it's not just dogs flying by themselves. That is an option, but humans can also join. And the human and dog ticket will cost you around 40 grand between the UK and Australia. So yeah, these are some very, very beloved pets. Also in beloved pet news, Alice, this weekend we had the annual World's Ugliest Dog Competition in California. Mm -hmm. And it was won by one... (laughs) incredibly ugly dog. <laughs> yeah, Alex, he he's called Scooter and he's a Chinese crested dog. I'm sure many squizzers will know what they are. He has only a tuft of white hair on his otherwise naked body. They're quite um, skinny, <laughs> spindly looking little dogs. And he's also got a tongue that always sticks out. So all of that combines to make him officially the ugliest dog in the world. Scooter's owner was incredibly proud of the win. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is a funny story, but the heartwarming thing is that the competition was used to promote dog adoption and to show (laughs) that even dogs that are not very pretty still have a lot of love to give. (laughs) And by the way, you can always check out the Squizzers newsletter for further reading and links on all of our stories, including photos of Scooter. Squiz the day, Alice. What can we expect today? Well, it's the beginning of the annual Hajj pilgrimage today. That's Mm. the first full-scale one since the pandemic. And they're expecting about 2 million Muslims to attend the holy event in Mecca this week. That is it for us today. There is a link to sign up to the newsletter in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.